The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Saints Happy Hour is doing a live show at Port Orleans on Friday, September 16th. Join us as we get ready for the Saints 2022 home opener versus Tom Brady and the Bucks. It will be a fun night of laughs and Saints talk with the Saints Happy Hour crew. The show starts at 7 p.m. You need to RSVP at saintshappyhour.com to make sure you get the free The Boys Are Back in Town Souvenir Cup featuring the Honey Badger and Jarvis Landry, so you can fill it up with beer for your first drink at just 3 bucks, with all the proceeds going to support Team Gleason. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and RSVP for the Saints Happy Hour live show at Port Orleans on September 16th. We will see you there. And who dat? Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. G'day, it's Stevie from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know fuck all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets, running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but American football's your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole all right everybody welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast this one is a special post game edition Twitter spaces oh my lord this game it was a football atrocity. Dennis Allen, he played hardly anyone we give a damn about, which I don't blame him because you if people don't play, they can't get injured in the preseason. So we'll give it up. That's a good idea. Uh, but the Saints, Ian Book played the whole game. What else do you need to say? I mean, listen, let's start with the let's start with the good. Um as Andrew uh, joins us, my co-host. Uh, let's start with the good for the Saints because we got a lot of jokes tonight, Andrew. Because this game, <laughs> this game tonight, I feel like if I wanted to torture someone and get valuable information out of them, I would just play this game in a loop, and they would tell me whatever I wanted to hear. I mean, tell me what you want to hear. I'm I'm ready to give you. I'm ready to give you whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That, that that's where I'm at. Look, Ralph, I texted you with about seven minutes left in the third quarter, and you were like, "Make it end." And and I told you, like, look, 
I, I'm one of those guys where I watch it the bitter end, no matter how the game's going. He I've does. always felt that way. I've always been this way. He has been. And th- 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 this is the first time I've ever watched a game, and I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And, 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 and you know who I felt sorry for? I felt sorry for, like, the John Hendrixes, the Ross Jacksons, the Nick <laughs> Underhills of the world who had to be at the stadium covering the game and tweeting serious things like, Nephi Sewell makes a tackle or Abram Smith for a two-yard run. Like, they actually had to tweet things that were happening in the game because that's their profession. Yeah. I felt sorry for them because that sucked. <laughs> Just, man, man, the NFL, if they are going su- to subject – paying customers to this they got to figure something else like like do a week of scrimmages and or practices and then give us like a controlled scrimmage or something this this these preseason games i feel like since covid it's gotten worse like the nfl like once they figured out coaches are like oh we can get ready for our season and we don't have to play actual games once that like that hit them in the face now they're just like everybody's like we're not playing no Anyone that's yeah, of any it, value, it, but no here, here's here's the thing, Ralph. Like I don't even. Oh, did we lose Andrew? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I, I don't even blame him for not playing all no, the starters. Like why why would you want those guys to get hurt? No, you know what I mean. For who? For what? No. But here's the, here's the thing, Andrew. They did have the, the Saints did have a couple of things that that matter. First of all, special teams is locked in. Like Lutz. 59-yard field goal. He's back, baby. Full on. He's at the mullet. Well, well hold on. Let me, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. That whole sequence was awesome because I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, the wind was going a certain way, and Dennis Allen wanted to kick that field goal before the quarter turned. And the, the, the refs let the clock run out, and that was the first time I saw – Dennis Allen go full Sean Payton. That's right. Because he tried to call a timeout with two seconds left so Lutz could kick with the wind, and the refs let the clock run out, and Dennis Allen's like, hell no. You, you could see it on his lips. He's going, that's bullshit. Yeah. That's bullshit. He's pissed That's right. because they didn't let him kick it from you know the end of the first quarter. And so after he flamed on the refs for a while, you know they huddle, and they're like, okay, we'll give you the timeout. <laughs> you get two seconds left. And and so like you know he backs off he's like okay that's what I thought and then of course Lutz hits the fifty nine yarder would have been good for seventy like, yeah and you're like <laughs> oh yeah like that that timeout actually mattered so so good call by Dennis Allen that was a very like that was the first time since he's taken over that he felt a little Sean Payton well and it's not just the Sean Payton thing the the one good thing and I'm glad you brought that point up the one thing I really liked about it is. I don't know how he's going to be in all clock management situations and game situations. You never know, right? But to me, that showed an awareness. Like, even though it's a preseason game, he's like, the win matters tonight. I'm calling the timeout. I want my freaking timeout. Like, it shows an awareness that, like, I can tell you, like, Herm Edwards doesn't have, Andy Reid doesn't have. Like, they're coaches that just – Les Miles. Yeah, like – Had like, on. Yeah, like, <laughs> clock management is like a foreign they, language to <laughs> Every LSU head coach we've had for the last two decades. <laughs> right. No, no, but listen, but listen. Not only that, but Will Lutz banged in a fifty-nine yards. I mean, and, then, and, and by the way, by the way, speaking of banging, b- bombing kicks, <laughs> the longest punt in Saints history is eighty-one yards. Blake Gilligan did that tonight. Now it doesn't officially count because it's preseason 
and that doesn't go in the record books because it's only that only counts if you do it in the regular season. But the longest punt in Saints history is 81 yards, and yeah. Blake, Blake Gillikin tied that tonight. I mean, listen, the Saints special teams are going to be on lockdown. We know their coverage teams are awesome. You know, and they're going to be back to being – they were really good last year even without Lutz, but uh, the coverage and different things. They were still ranked, I think, set, like Rich Goss and his rankings. They were still, like, I think top five. So they're going to be elite. That's going to matter. But there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for – Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card – Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. You know, Trevor Penning... Saints Twitter, me included, we maybe had a little panic. You told us not to panic. But listen, he bounced back, I thought, in a good way tonight. The pass blocking was better. It wasn't perfect. But the thing is with him, his physical ability is limitless. It's just a matter, and you said it this week, it's just a matter of how fast can he figure out how to pass block. Will it take him a month? Will it take him half a year? Will it take him all year? We don't know. But the thing is, to me, Andrew, he went forward. He didn't go back. He didn't stay the same. Yeah. Like he moved forward, and that's what you want. Yeah, and and look, I, I'm sorry if I'm I come across as a bully. I apologize, but Ian Book sucks. And and, and, <laughs> oh, and, and, and I got I'm I'm just gonna call this spade a spade here. And you know the thing is, like he's a really tough quarterback to block for. You know because he escapes the pocket too soon and he doesn't step in. You know so anyway. Ian Book is a really tough guy to pass protect for. And, yeah, I, I thought Trevor Penning made some steps forward. Uh, Ralph, set, on, on a different – I'm going to change the subject real quick here. Ian Book, his ability to take a snap under center, Oof. It, it might be worse than your ability to pronounce names. That's mean. That's mean for – I don't know who that's meaner to, me or him. I don't know, but it's pretty. It's pretty mean. It's bad. It's really bad. I'll say they say say something nice about Ian Book. the The nicest thing I can say about him is, at least the Saints didn't trade up in the first round to draft him like Green Bay did for Jordan Love. Because Ian Book and Jordan Love, to me, there's not that much difference. I mean, Jordan Love is better, but like neither one of them are ever going to amount to anything in the NFL. I'm pretty sure there was an idiot on Saints Twitter. That demanded that the, the not demand demands a strong word that suggested that maybe the Saints should take a look at trading for Jordan Love, and and, and that idiot you. that that idiot might have been me. <laughs> so bad. So we had that. Uh, like we said, Trevor Penning looked good. I thought Tony Jones Jr. separated himself in the running back competition. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, well, first of all, Zigbo, I'm sorry to say, Ralph, yeah. I'm not seeing it. I'm not I seeing mean, it. He's been a camp body ever since I yeah. adopted him as my UDFA son. Um, by the way, little Jordan, Dave's UDFA son, is cooking in New England. Apparently, like he, like Bill Belichick, loves him. Like he's cooking in these preseason games. But whatever, the Saints don't need him because they're. I mean, he also did that in the Saints preseason games. <laughs> Let's right. not forget. That's right. Yeah. I but mean, but a- Abram Smith, uh, he looks a little light in the pads to me, and I-, I thought he took a step backwards. Yeah, I'm with you. On the running back battle, Tony Jones Jr. to me is the clear number three. And so I, I-, I wonder, I ask myself, like, is he-, is he just getting that job? Or could the Saints be looking on the waiver wire for somebody? I, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I think – the thing about Tony Jones Jr. is it, it's hard is because he's this is the second year in a row he's done this. Like he he looked really good. And you're like, oh, he looked really good. Maybe he's the guy. Um, but besides the things we just mentioned, I, like I don't know what else to say about this preseason game. They played a ton of people. Nothing. Oh, oh, and Caesar Ruiz tackled t- Tony Jones Jr. on a, on a play that would have been a touchdown, probably. Caesar, come on, man. Uh, so we got a bunch of people that want to talk about the game tonight. Uh, we got a bunch of people in. A huge crowd listening live in spaces. Thanks for joining us. We got Bud Rich freaking about football. David, Jay Boudreaux, and Silverhair all lined up. Bud Rich, what you got for us tonight? I'm very glad Will Luz is back. Oh my god, That's- he looks amazing too with the Euro, with the Euro slash soccer mullet. He he looks amazing too. Yeah, I mean I I am very glad he's back. I'm glad we don't have to worry worry about kicker. I I just want. I'm just ready for him to to start kicking game-winning field goals and hitting 56 yarders <laughs> when it, when it counts. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was. And, and you know, and you know, you know what, Budrich, no, that that point was not illustrated any more than when John Parker Romo, the Saints' backup kicker, tried to take that field goal at the end of the game, which was from what Ralph 20 28 yeah, yards out. Did. And he, and he hooked it left, and it was like that was a nice reminder of like this is what happens when Will Lutz gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Special teams just don't mix. No, and listen, special te- special teams will win you will win you or lose you a couple of games, and the Saints have been since they have. Uh, Rizzo as the coach, he's been you know he, he the switch from. Uh, I forget the guy who 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 who's the old guy Andrew with the cane. Uh, I forget his name. Mike. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Mike Westhoff. Mike Westhoff. Who saw who who who's the who first saw, who saw Taysom Hill naked and and decided he was in love. <laughs> that's right. Like, that's 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 the only thing I know about Mike Westhoff for the first time in his life. <laughs> um, but Budrich. You know, I feel like, like the other thing tonight is Olave. Like I know it was just like a, a touchdown. It wasn't like it was a, against a bunch of scrubs. But I like the way he ran the route, kind of adjusted. Like Olave is going to be the real deal. Like, oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean, seeing a guy with that kind of separation who can do it with route running is just something that is so great to see. You, you want to have as many receivers as possible that can separate from from whoever's matching up against him, regardless if it's a corner, a safety, or a linebacker. Because 
We're, I'm tired of seeing wide receivers who can't get separation. I'm tired of seeing – I mean, yeah, it's great when they can get a contested catch, but you want them to get a separation so the quarterback can get, can get the ball out quicker. And just seeing that happen was a, a thing of beauty, and I'm very excited for week one with Olave, Landry, and Thomas all, all separate from their matchup and just creating havoc for whoever – Whoever the sorry opponent is. Well, yeah. Thanks, Butters, for joining us. Yeah, and remember, Atlanta's defense is uh, a dumpster fire. Uh, freaking about four. Well, and he, he, here's the here's the thing, Ralph. Olave scored a touchdown. It was beautiful, but let's not forget he helped Ian Book throw a touchdown pass. So that in of itself, that's right. Is, as, as bad as Ian Book is. If Ian Book is putting up a touchdown pass on the stat sheet, it's good. what does that say? What does that say about Chris Olave? Yeah, yeah. I feel like Ian Book he checked every box that Sean Payton loves about intangibles: leadership, won a bunch of games in college, the captain of the team. He checked every intangible box, and he checked none of the physical boxes, like none of them. Man, none I, I gotta say, the, the one thing I got a chuckle of about Ian Book in the fourth quarter was he put on a clinic about how you don't last one quarter in the NFL in that fourth quarter. <laughs> Poor guy's running around by just, horse, just, re- just wreck. I mean, he was go- he went full Taysom Hill That's right. and the pro and, and, by the way, the way Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill's getting injured all the time, the way he plays, but it's, it was just like, he went full Taysom Hill. And the only problem was buddy, you're not Taysom Hill. And Oh, by the way, uh, before we get to freaking about football, the people, the, the Louisiana sports writers and LSU, Danny Etling is a good quarterback. Get the hell out of here with that. All right. He ran. He, was, he, he wasn't good at LSU. No. Freaking about football, what you got for us tonight? Uh, positives, Olave, Penning both look good. Uh, I think Tony Jones Jr. is leading the running back group. Um, I guess the biggest thing is that all backup quarterbacks suck, and hopefully no <laughs> franchise ever has to deal with them ever again. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I, I'm like Book is the third string, string quarterback. Like if he's playing, uh, something doomed. went. If he's playing, you're doomed. Yeah. If your third string yeah. quarterback plays, you're doomed. Every every yeah. NFL team, any team in the NFL, they play their third string quarterback, they're bleeped. All right. Here, here, here's the thing, Ralph. If if Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton go down. Taysom, Taysom. T- Taysom Hill is starting. If Taysom, yeah. if Taysom Hill goes down, the Saints are finding they're, they're trading for Joe Flacco. They're <laughs> they're 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 picking up they're picking up you know, Nick Foles who you got just got cut and is jobless. They're doing anything and everything before starting Ian Book. That's right. That's right. Right. Um, they'll trade for Trevor Simeon, you know. Yeah. J- Jacoby Jacoby Brissett has a better chance of starting a game this year for the Saints than Ian Book. And oh, by the way, just and, and Andrew told me this, so I know it's true. Like Jacoby Brissett, if if Jameis had like not if he had left and gone to the Bears last year, which the Bears made a big push for him. Jacoby Brissett was going to be the dude, right, Andrew? Uh, are you sure that wasn't 
two years ago with two, Teddy. Two years, that's what I meant. Like, I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty sure it was when Teddy resigned. Oh, if, maybe. If Teddy didn't come back, it was Jaco- Uh I can't remember what year it was. Maybe. But anyway, I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm getting old. My in my old age, it's all blending together. But yes, there was an off season where like he was the next quarterback on the list. But I mean, freaking about football, is there really anything? Is there really anything negative that mattered tonight? I'll say this: this isn't like anything that matters. But like Daniel Sorensen completely biting on a running back, where Danny Antling just had a free boot. Like, like he's like a veteran safety. Like, I get it if it was like a UDFA or like a second year player. Yeah, like he's like played... a veteran safety doing that is just like you're getting cut if you're doing that. Yeah, like he like like. That's like that's a point. That's a good point. The thing is with the Saints and say like Justin Evans, like he's making the team. Like they can't they can't cut him because a team will a team will pick him up and put him on their roster. Like you can't you can't cut you can't cut Justin Evans and be like he's gonna get through waivers. He's not. Sorensen, if you want, you can cut him, put him on the practice squad. Uh, Andrew, I'm curious. Do you think Merritt will get through waivers? He had a couple of nice kick returns tonight. Yeah, he did, but uh, he also dropped a couple passes. I, I Mer- Merritt was a little up and down, and he had a big holding penalty on special teams a week ago. So I, I just no, I, I think the Saints are too deep at that position. I think he gets cut, and I, and I think he'll be on the practice squad. Yeah. So thanks for thanks for joining us, freaking about football. So who who that uh, who that Davis. Has anything in the first two weeks of Saints preseason games has it changed your opinion about anything regarding the Saints for this year? Well, that's an interesting question. If I had to say anything that changes, I would say the offensive line. I would say changed in a little bit of a positive. Oh, okay, interesting. Now the concern is for that for that group is the. The depth has taken a hit because Green Bay wants to put our boards on the shelf. But <laughs> if we're looking at individuals, right? Okay, Penning took a huge step forward. I've been advocating for Penning since he got here, but he he proved me right by having a sort of a bounce back or a mm-hmm. step forward performance tonight against Green Bay. He only gave up one pressure. He only gave up one pressure. Think about that for a second. Where he last week he gave up five in a sack. This week. He gave up only one pressure and zero sacks. That's and what you want. Is of, magical. His run block. His run blocking is phenomenal. I love that because I watched a little bit of his tape from his time in Northern Iowa. Uh, I like what I saw in uh, in Calvin Throckmorton. I, I like what I see from him. I think Lewis Kidd can be a role player for you in the right situation. I don't think he's cut out to be a right tackle, but I do believe he can be your uh, your backup right guard in the worst case that Cesar Ruiz gets go, go, goes down due to injury. So there are pieces there that the Saints can uh, can feel a little bit comfortable with. I wouldn't say okay, but they're comfortable. I am very sold. I'm relieved, and I'm sold on the linebacking group. I like what I've seen so far out of Eric Wilson. I think he's definitely the the LB3. And I like so far that – that John Bosick has put together a couple of nice performances so far since coming to the Saints. And I think the depth is starting to look a little more, a little more shored up for me. I don't know. I don't know, how, Andrew. I don't. I, I. I. see his points on offensive line, linebacker. I'm not ready to feel good about linebacker that's behind Mario Davis and Pete Warner. 
Did you know there is a great and easy way to support Saints Happy Hour? Even if you aren't a patron, Amazon Prime users can support Saints Happy Hour for free. Just click on the text in this episode's description that says instructions on how Amazon Prime users can support the show. It will only take you three minutes and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything. You just do a couple of clicks and you give us three dollars of Jeff Bezos's money. So go do it right now and remember to do it every month. So if you haven't done it yet this month, go do it and thank you for supporting Saints Happy Hour. Yeah, I think it's one thing, you know, when you look good. I mean, it's really hard to glean much from these games. And again, like, I I, I can't take this game too seriously. I really can't because we're talking about guys, backs, receivers, tight ends that are not explosive. They're not going up against Travis Kelsey. They're not going up against Alvin Kamara, you know, or Christian McCaffrey. Pitts, even. Yeah, explosive guys, big guys, elite guys in the NFL. Like, you're not seeing that. And so, you know, when you mention Eric Wilson or Nephi Sewell or any of those guys, it's like that's great if they're serviceable and they at least know what spot to be in and make the tackle and all that. But when you put them in a spot where they're they're guarding a guy that's an elite player in the league, they're going to look silly. And so – yeah, no, I, I think, you know, look, he, he makes a good point. I, I think, you know, at least if guy, if linebackers were looking like a calamity in a game like this, it would be terrifying, right? It would be even worse. But so at least they're holding up. But uh, linebackers are a concern area. Uh, but I agree with him wholly on the offensive line. I think Ruiz had to look better. Trevor Penning had to look better. Uh, I think it's a step in the right direction. Except for the, except for the tackle Ruiz made, thank who did yeah Davis? yeah that that that's no no way <laughs> who did Davis to be fair he got pushed into him he but did he was out of position gotta, he, got, he was out of position Caesar you got to keep your head on a swivel baby who did who did Davis thanks for joining us all right David David Dugas what you got for us tonight let me turn my mic off here uh, on um, let me ask you a question Ralph do you think this team can win with Taysom Hill being our third quarterback? Absolutely. Like, I mean, here's... Oh, okay, so I guess all backup quarterbacks don't suck. Well, here's, Anyways. The, here's the thing, though. Like, how many games is Taysom going to play, David? Like, if he's going to play... Oh, yeah. If he's going to play three, the same well, I was, two and one. I, I, I was going to say, if he's playing both Fal- Falcons games, then I think he, <laughs> I think he can go two and oh. He can go to Canton. He can go, like... <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, so like, uh, there's one thing. One thing else I want to commend Dennis Allen on. Uh, the previous two head coaches, Jim Haslett, never knew when, uh, when to run or when to call, when to go for two. Sorry, <laughs> John Payton never knew when to challenge a play. True. Uh, Dennis Allen, he was holding the flag, and he looked like he was waiting for his uh, the replay guy to tell him, "Okay, throw the flag." You know, he didn't – Sean Payton usually threw it on, like, instinct – or, you know, with his heart, basically. Like, his emotions, he threw it. Anyways, that was a little something. Now, um, on to Tony Jones. I don't think – I don't want to go into another season with Tony Jones as our – like, having to count on Tony Jones. You better prepare yourself, David. I know, man. Because right now it's happening. I think he's – it's he's tricking. I mean, it's the same stuff last year, bro. Like – 
But here's the, the question. Thing. Here's the question, though, Andrew, with Tony Jones, and I agree with Andrew on Tony Jones. Here's the question, though: Do the Saints believe what they're seeing out of Tony Jones, or are they like, "Fool me once, shame on you; fool me twice, shame on me"? We gotta go get well, another I, back. Ralph, I, I I made the point that they're gonna be looking at the waiver wire, so I've already said that. But look, like, what's the alternative? You want to go with the Zigbo who's looked terrible? Like <laughs> no, that, no. That's the alternative. So, Are you going to take the guy that looks good in preseason when you're not sure if it's going to translate to the regular season? Or do you want to take the guy who looks like shit in the preseason and hope that's going to somehow be better? No. My, my question is, how bad was Malcolm Brown? Like, that dude must have been really bad for the <laughs> He must have been not even played. Right. It's, it's, it's bad, dude. Like, they need to – I think – I think they're thinking the same thing, too. They're going to wait until, you know, people start getting cut. But the problem is, like, with the, this preseason, the way it's working out, people are getting cut later and later, like, right before the season starts, yeah, you know? Teams, teams, teams. Look, look, guys, guys, I love Mark Ingram. I, I, like, he's one of my favorite saints. I, I, he's hilarious. I love Mark Ingram. Running back is so bad right now on the Saints. The Saints aren't even making – the oldest running back in the league, Mark Ingram, prove himself. That's right. That's like he doesn't even need to show anything. That's how bad running back is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I give him props for trying. You know, trying everyone that's on the roster. But like, you can just tell. Like, Abram Smith shows like glimpses of potential, but he just like he doesn't have. He's not ready yet, and we can't like. We can't turn Alvin Kamara into Christian McCaffrey, and I, that's the way we're going. If we keep this up, bro, we're going straight to that. Yeah. He's going to be like this guy that gets hurt. Like, uh, I don't know. That's, well, I'm worried my, about that. My biggest fear, David, is that they're going to try to run it in tandem and run Kamara less. And my fear is that it will work for a while. Two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, but Ingram is old, and Ingram. My fear is that he's not even has the durability to be in a tandem backfield. Like he's just gonna fall apart, you know. And that's the fear because then I, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, Ralph. I'm I'm feeling more and more like you know, Kamara's not getting suspended. Dennis Allen keeps talking about how this is the greatest camp he's ever had. I, I think we are st- we are steering towards a situation where the Saints go full Le'Veon Bell with the Steelers with Kamara. Oh, no. I'm, talk- I'm, talk- I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking four hundred. I'm talking four hundred touches. Oh no! I'll go a step further. We might be looking at Christian McCaffrey in Carolina level. Oh, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Christian McCaffrey was awesome. Since then, he's been broke. He's a broken man. Hey, just one more thing, bro. I'm looking forward to the conclusion of the Ian Book trilogy. The trilogy been entertaining. Thank you, guys. Thanks, David. The Ian Book trilogy. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that he thinks there's going to be three chapters here. I think well, we might be done Ian, too. If it's not Ian Book next week, who's it going to be? Elvis Costello. Same. Uh, look, I, you, you, you joke, but I, I would actually prefer Elvis Costello to KJ at this point. <laughs> Uh, Saints G, what you got for us? Yeah, I I uh, I agree with what everyone said about um, 
uh, Trevor Penning and Cesar Ruiz, I'm actually encouraged by what I see out of them. Um, I don't need Cesar to be great. You know, he's just got to be good. But I'm worried that, and I can't believe no one's talking about this, that Peyton Turner is turning into the next Cesar Ruiz. I mean, <laughs> he's been awful. I mean, awful. He just didn't do anything against Houston. He had that one play today, you know, where he didn't bite on the, uh, I guess, the, the the jet sweep or something like that. And and that's it. Like he, I mean, he's just he's just not showing anything. And this isn't the third and fourth quarter against real scrubs. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, it was slightly better than last week, Saint G. But it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna die on the Peyton Hill, um, the, the Peyton Turner made strides this week. I'm not dying on that hill, you know. No, it's it, it. How I mean, this, I mean, he's supposed to be right, the number three defensive end, right? It's it's it's, it's supposed to be Cam Jordan and 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 Marcus Davenport, who, by the way, we haven't seen. And then and and Peyton Turner's supposed to be, you know, the guy, the next guy. I mean, if it's if yeah, if, if, it, if I, he, I he's not you. even he's behind Granderson now. He's behind Tano. Well, I mean, I, I got to be honest. Granderson and Tano Passanio weren't really giving the Saints much either. So I would say backup edge right now through through two preseason games has been the biggest disappointment on the whole team. You know, that no one's really stepped up in flash. Yeah, actually, Malcolm Roach had a nice little game today, yeah. and he, he flashed a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, and look, I, I'm actually not panicking with Peyton Turner because we know he has a role. We know he's going to have a chance to, to do his thing in the regular season. And, you know, if he flashes a little bit in games that matter like this, this will never be a big deal. And, like, we were never freaking out about Hendrickson because he wasn't taken in the first round. And all of a sudden – out of nowhere, Hendrickson was gangbusters, and we were like, oh, look at this guy. Out of nowhere, like, oh, this guy's pretty good, this Hendrickson guy. And, like, I, I think Turner's different. He's under a microscope because he was picked in the first round. But if he turns a corner like Hendrickson at some point, you know, like, we, we, we have to allow for time for that to develop. But it's supposed it, to be this point. year. You know, when you're drafted in the third round, you, you have the time to, to, to make. But when you're drafted in the first round, you you got to make an impact. Yeah, I, yeah well, but, 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 that, but that but that's but that's only fan pressure. Here's here, that, here's my point with that. He doesn't actually have to be good immediately because he has Cam Jordan, Davenport if, playing if ahead. Davenport, of him. but right, but if Davenport, yeah. I'm not look. Thing. I'm not overly negative about the Saints. I'm I'm very. I love the Saints D. I think they're going to be top five no, D. But the one, but, the one thing I'll say the difference between Hendrickson and Peyton Turner is. Even if Peyton Turner, you know, because Hendrickson really started to come on in year three, it had like five and a half sacks, I think. If Peyton Turner isn't good until year four, the difference yeah. between him and Hendrickson is the Saints can ex- they could have exercised the the fifth year option and they get an extra year. The Saints really, for as great a pick as Hendrickson was, they really only got two. Decent. They got one great year out of him, one rotation year out of him, and now he's awesome for Cincinnati. Um, so that's the difference. But I will say the thing is, St. G is Davenport. We know he's never stayed healthy. So like at some well, that's, point. That's the other thing about this. If, if I had seen if I'd seen Marcus Davenport at any point in this in this preseason, in this training camp, maybe I'd feel a bit better. We haven't seen him. And so I don't feel and, bad. I don't feel I don't I don't worry about Davenport of guys that matter. 
that I haven't seen or injuries. Pete Warner's number one yeah. far and away. Yeah. Davenport, I just think they're being extra careful with him, and I don't blame him. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm mostly positive. I don't want to be no, like negative. Fact- I'm mostly positive, but but the Peyton Turner thing, and yes, the P- Pete Warner thing. I'll let you get to other people, but I, I'm surprised more people aren't, aren't well, concerned about Peyton thank, Turner. Thanks, Saint G. The one thing about Peyton Turner, Andrew, is we know that Davenport has a history of playing 12 to 14 games, and they're going to need Peyton Turner probably for three to five weeks. Oh, well, I mean, whether it's Peyton Turner or Passanio or Granderson, I mean, so, someone's going to have to step up. Yeah. And, you know, as we sit here today, uh, I think that the point's fair by Saint G. Uh, Peyton, Peyton Turner. It, it, I, I think we'd all feel a lot better if he had flashed. And, and I'm not saying he needed, you know, four sacks in two games or anything like that. But honestly, one sack, a sack and a half, you know, through these two games would have been enough for us. But remember, here's here's the other thing: the defense is frequently they're not running stunts. They're they're keeping it real vanilla. They're, they're not mm-hmm. doing exotic pass rushes. They're not getting creative. They're not worried about matchups. They're not studying film. You know, they're, they're not looking at the matchups and, and looking at where they can, you know, get, get the upper hand on the guy that Peyton Turner's going up against. So just keep that in mind. Like it, it's pretty vanilla, and guys are playing straight up. Yeah. Jay Bordeaux, what do you got for us tonight? You know what sucks about this game? I know that the majority of you guys that are listening are are from the New Orleans area, and you guys were able to watch this free on television somehow. I had to, I'm in Orlando. I had to pay ten freaking dollars through this NFL Plus thing, and my reward is watching three hours of freaking Ian Book being quarterback. That tells me that God actually hates me with this whole thing. <laughs> no, and by the way, the Green God Bay, hate God hates all of us the, clearly. Jay Bordeaux, the Green Bay announcers. Were they were horrible. They, they were, were horrible. horrible. Not only were they, they like were... intense homerism, like complaining about penalties in a yeah. preseason game, get out of here with that. But they didn't even know Saints players' names. They couldn't identify yeah. the jerseys. It was awful. So that's Ralph, like Ralph, pretty much most of the day, game, huh, right? Ralph, Ralph, this game was the most insufferable Saints game I have ever watched. And I've watched a lot of preseason <laughs> in my life. That. Ralph. The halftime show could have been Roger Goodell giving Deshaun Watson a massage, and it wouldn't have moved the needle for me in terms of intrigue. Yep. <laughs> and honestly, you knew. You knew the moment the Twitter said that Ian Book was going to start, you knew for a fact that how much the Saints gave a damn about this game, which is none. Because the moment Ian Book started, we were like, okay, it's our threes playing right now, nothing to worry about. And the fact that we even scored a touchdown with Chris Olave means that I can laugh at the Packers' defense be like, you guys actually let uh, Ian Book score a touchdown? How laughable are you? <laughs> That's how bad that guy was. So. That, that Olave touchdown was nice. That was it nice. was. I have to, as much as I hated this game, and I really hated it, the Gillikin punt, the Will Lutz yep. field goal and the Olave mm-hmm. touchdown, those well, were nice. And also, and that's not, the three highlights I mentioned. <laughs> not, that I, not that I want to give Kevin's UDFA son crawl any credit, but that 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 OPI penalty was was crap. That should have been a touchdown. Yeah, I I, I feel like that that call was weak by Hockley or whoever. But 
I'll say this. You mentioned about the, the third-string quarterback. It's kind of funny. I mentioned this. You, it's kind of funny how the Saints watched that we had USFL season with all these quarterbacks <laughs> that are playing. You think the Saints would be like, you know what, let's look at one of these guys from the USFL and give them a shot. But no, we'll just stick to Ian Book. And someone mentioned that Sean Payne, <laughs> who did he drive? He drives Ian Book. Uh, David oh, Griffin, I think that was his other name, and what other you know, quarterback he threw? Yeah, yeah, Garrett Grayson, yeah. Ian Book, and Sean Canefield are the three that they drafted, and they're all just boy, how that turned out. Yeah, the Spider Man <laughs> meme, the three Spider Mans just pointing at each other. That's what they are. I yep. mean, Jay, Bord- Jay Bordeaux, thanks for joining us. Yeah, take care. And, and, Andrew, you brought up this point when me and you were tech when you me and you were texting, and. It got it got me to thinking. Like they didn't play Andy Dalton tonight. Did they not play Andy Dalton? Just as not that they're panicked about Jameis, and not that they fear that something has gone horribly wrong. But they're like, you know what? Just in case Jameis, just in the the twenty percent chance or ten percent chance that he's not ready, we're not risking Andy Dalton anymore this preseason. Just 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 as a hedge, just just to be safe. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, that made me a little nervous because Andy Dalton is a guy like this would be the perfect time. And, and, you know, maybe on some level they know what they have out of him and they feel good about him. And they're like, look, we don't need you getting reps in these games and getting hit because we feel good about where you're at and you're clearly the backup and we trust you. But I got to be honest. And, and I've said this on the podcast a couple times now. I'm like every day that Jameis – is not at practice playing and taking reps. And look, we're, we're, we're now in week three of the preseason now. It's, it starts tomorrow. You know, we're, we're looking at week three of the preseason, and every day that Jameis isn't on the field, we get closer to Andy Dalton being our starting quarterback week one. And the fact that Dalton sat this entire game out made me even more nervous. So... Look, I'll be a, if if Jameis doesn't practice next week, he doesn't even need to play in the game. Like he can if he just practices all week. And Dennis Allen is like, look, he practiced Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's fine. He's not going to play in a game. Uh, that's cool. But if he yeah, that's fine. If he doesn't practice next week, that's three weeks he hadn't practiced. Okay, and that's a concern. And I look, I know that they have an off week, and then they play Atlanta. But it's a concern. Is it full blown panic? No. But it's a level below that because, listen, you got to – like – and it, as fans, we're like, oh, it doesn't matter. If he, if he plays in the game, it's cool. But, like, you got to practice. You, you just do. I, 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 I feel like at this point there's like a 20% chance that Andy Dalton – not – not you know, 80, it's still 80 Jameis. But it, the fact that Dalton didn't, pra- didn't play in this game puts mm-hmm. me up to tw- a 20% chance he starts against Atlanta week one. Yeah. So – I'm a little nervous because I want Jameis starting that game, but it, it requires his foot heal, healing to where he can be at practice taking reps. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, before we get out of here, I, I, I want to say I, I feel great about where we got, you know, the preseason is three weeks now. I feel great about where they are. Uh, nothing has changed in my mind about what this team can be. And I look around the NFC and I see. Injuries. I see Tampa's offensive lines got the plague. Uh, so right now, I feel great 
Andrew, about where the Saints are. Nothing. There's nothing that has happened that has negatively affected me. And and I think, oh, I thought they were going to be a. I thought they were going to be a playoff team. Now I'm not so sure. We got one week left. A lot can change, obviously. But I feel I feel I feel great about where they are. Uh, and all I need, to, I just need Jameis on the practice field next week, and I'll feel, I'll I'll be I'll be ten out of ten. That's all I need. Where? Yeah. Where, no. No. I'm with you. Things are on schedule, and you know, we're talking about a lot of backups. But here, the big takeaways is Will Lutz is back. He looks great. That's huge. Michael Thomas is back. He's looking good. Yeah. He's working way back. Alvin Kamara looks good. Those are important things. They're figuring out the offensive line, but Ruiz and Pete Pete look healthy. Uh, Trevor Penning is, is developing. You know, those are all important things. Mm-hmm. I would honestly like the Jameis injury and the Pete Warner injury. Those those are really the two things. You if you want if you want to talk about the biggest concerns on this roster right now, I would say it's those. And you know, obviously Pete Warner maybe more so because with Jameis we know it's a foot, and I'm reasonably confident I put him starting week one at eighty percent. I think as long as he practices this next week. James is going to be fine. So Pete Warner and the linebacker situation is probably the, the situation I'm most worried about. And and otherwise, like we're right on schedule. And I think if you look around the league, most teams are in a similar spot, if not worse, in terms of guys being banged up. Yeah. So this is about to wrap it up tonight. Thank guys. Thanks for joining us in spaces. But before we get want to get out of here, I want to remind you again, we got the live version of the Saints Happy Hour podcast at Port Orleans, September 16th. And we are up to 86 RSVPs. I had to put the cup order into Dave. I only ordered 120 of the Mardi Gras, the boys are back cups. If you want one of the cups, you got to RSVP so my lovely wife can check off your name. You get the cup. You drink out the cup. It helps support Team Gleason. Join us. It's free. It's going to be an awesome night. We're going to make fun of Tom Brady. We're going to get you ready for the Saints opener. We're going to hang out. We'll shake hands, take pictures, all of it. It's going to be a great night. We're going to have a live show. We're going to have fun. We're going to have have a microphone there so people can ask us questions. We're going to have trivia. We're going to give away stuff. It's going to be a great night. It's going to be three. It's going to be three dollar beers. And so when you say the boys are back in town cup, this cup will have Jarvis Landry and Teron Matthew on it. Super cool design. So you're going to want this cup. And also uh, for those of you listening right now in spaces, if you're not a patron, we do a daily podcast right. that you can get access to, and now is the time to do it because the season's about to start. So visit us at saintshappyhour.com and learn what that's all about. And sign up as a patron, $7, $10 level, whatever level. Try us for a month. If you don't like it, I'll hit the refund button. You can get your money back. That's how mu- that's how confident we are that you're going to join Saints Happy Hour. You're going to start supporting us. You're going to get in Discord. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. I'll give you a refund if you don't like it. So, guys, thanks for joining us. The Saints are 0-2 in, who- 0- 0-2 in the preseason. No one gives a damn. It's fine. Saints are on schedule. They're going to win the South again. We And uh, thanks for joining us. And we will see you Tuesday night on the live stream.